Welcome. This is the Couples Healing Podcast, and my name is Sam Tielemans. I'm a licensed therapist, and I'm here to make it easier for you to overcome pornography, to heal the pain that it causes a woman, and for both of you to restore your marriage or relationship together. And if this is the first time you're hearing this podcast, I've been working with individuals and couples for over a decade, and I've done 15,000 hours of therapy with people, and I've witnessed transformations in men and women that are so inspiring and encouraging. And so today, this is what I want to talk about in this episode. If you're in a relationship or are married, you know how devastating it is for a woman to discover that her husband is watching pornography. What impact does that have? So often, it completely redefines the relationship in her mind. She questions everything because it undermines the security and the trust and the understanding of who she thought he was. So that when she discovers there's been this secret that's been happening for 5 years, 10 years, 20 years, or more, it causes her to think back on the past with totally new eyes. She starts to see pictures from the past and thinks about, well, he was doing this at that time. This wasn't real. Or the person that I thought he was isn't who he actually is. All of the memories, all the experiences feel tainted for her and it's so discouraging for both people because a husband will say how much he does love her but the wife has such a hard time receiving that because of the new information she's learned. And so it causes, it just, it shatters trust and security and connection between both people. And so today I want to share with you three ways that both of you can implement together to help that pain heal so it truly can go away So you can develop develop a new relationship together with a new understanding of who each of you actually are and have the trust and security that you've been longing for that maybe you thought was there all along. But I want to share with you three specific things you can do to start the healing process so the pain that she feels can actually go away. Now, I learned this first one that I want to share with you a long time ago when I worked with a couple. They came to me after having tried lots of different approaches. They'd seen individual therapists before they've gone to workshops. The husband did 12-step. He had an accountability partner, and he was doing well individually. However, she was not. She was really struggling. And even though they had been doing this for about 18 months, no matter what he did, it just didn't seem like it really helped her. He felt like he was in a totally different place. He had become a new person, and all of the good things that he had been doing really helped him get to a new place. However... The conversations that he and her had together still felt like were a struggle. They often ended in an argument or a fight or him shutting down and avoiding conversations altogether because it just didn't go well. And they came to me because they wanted to repair their relationship. And so as I spent some time with them understanding why they were here, despite all of the good work that both of them were doing individually, this is what I learned. I learned that whenever she tried to bring up her pain, He very, very quickly shut the conversation down in a way that he didn't realize he was doing. So here's what it looked like. She would say, she would just be having a hard day and he would look over and see that she was struggling and say, hey, what's going on? And she would say, I just, I'm thinking about the past. I'm really having a hard time because of all of what's happened. And in the moment she said, I'm thinking about the past, his wall went up and he started to feel frustrated. And he got defensive and would say things like, I'm not that person anymore. I can't, I I can't go back into the past. I can't do anything about what has happened. I want to move forward 
And I don't want to keep staying stuck in the past because I'm not that guy anymore. I've made all sorts of changes. I've done therapy. I've gone to my groups. I have an accountability partner. I don't do anything like I used to. So I just want to move forward. And he would say it in an attempt to try to help her and explain, I'm not that person anymore. So it's okay for us to move forward. We got to move past this. His hope was to help bring her into the present so she could see that he's different. However, she ended up getting the message that it was not okay for her to talk about her pain. It was not okay because she should have, you know, quote, moved on from this by now because it's been so long. And so anytime she felt this sadness and the depression of the past because she didn't feel like her pain had been heard and resolved, she would start to keep it to herself. And if this is you, or if this is the same kind of conversation that you've had in your relationship, you know that that pain doesn't just disappear. It just comes out sideways. It comes out in either frustration or resentment, anger, or avoidance altogether. She just keeps up all of her pain. And then despite where he is individually, she contemplates not being in the relationship anymore. She thinks to herself, I am in so much pain and I'm all alone in it. And he doesn't really care. And it's so hard because that's not how he feels. He does care about her. And in in the cases that I work with, in the couples that I work with, he absolutely cares about her. But she gets the message that he doesn't because of the interactions that they have when she brings up her pain. So the first thing that I want to share with you is to open up a space where she can process through anything and everything she's feeling. The difficulty is that when she doesn't have a space to share and there's a lid on this pain, it will continue to resurface. And it doesn't matter if it's been five years. It doesn't matter if it's been 10 years, 20 years. The reality is that the pain exists in the present. So even though the behavior has stopped and even though he's not doing it anymore in those cases, there might be some cases where he is doing it, which is a part of what I want to share with you next. But in the cases where he's not doing this anymore, it doesn't matter how long it's been because the pain is still in the present. That's the piece that I really want to emphasize for you. All of the good work that a husband does in this process is really important and necessary. But his good individual work doesn't translate to her feeling relief from her pain if she doesn't have a space to share. And so with this particular couple, that's where we started. We opened up a space where they could talk about the pain in a way that she could feel heard and understood and like her pain mattered to him. And as we started doing that, the experience shifts very, very quickly because that's what she needed in particular. Now, other people need different things or there might be other elements that they need on top of this. But for this particular couple, that was the thing that moved the needle the most because they had lots of other good things in place. So the key truly is to open up and make a space to have conversations together so you can actually work through the pain. It's like having a bunch of pain in a jar. If you keep the lid on, pain does not have an expiration date. It must be opened and poured out and processed in a new way, which again, I'm going to share with you in a second here how to do that. The second thing that you can do today to start helping her feel relief from her pain is if a husband can explain why he did what he did and make the changes necessary to ensure that he doesn't go back into those old patterns. This particular lesson was really drilled home to me 
when I worked with another couple where they felt so lost and he wanted nothing more than to change and to heal and for her to heal, but they just didn't know where to start. This was a couple that had just barely found, the, the wife just barely found out that he was struggling with pornography. And it, like, like I mentioned in the introduction, it just, it totally devastated her because she had no idea that this was happening. And she felt so blindsided and stupid and wondered how she could have missed this. And so the husband had been covering this up because of a lot of shame that he felt. He felt horrible about himself because he was doing this behavior. And when it all came out, that's when everything broke. So they got help very, very quickly, which is, I think, a good step because the more you can get help that helps you to find relief and make progress quickly, it helps the healing process move so much smoother. And so for this particular husband, he didn't know why he was struggling. He knew that it was a coping mechanism on some level, but he was really, really struggling for years because as much as he hated the fact he was turning to it, he couldn't figure out why he kept going back. There were these two parts inside of him. One part said, I'm over this. I'm like, it makes me sick that I do this. I feel horrible about me. But when he got triggered, there was another part of him that was drawn to it. And no matter how much he consciously knew that he shouldn't be doing it, that he didn't want to do it, he found himself going back to these old patterns. and He couldn't figure out why. So that was what our first step was when he and I did some processing together. Step number one is to help people understand why they're turning back to it. Because if you don't know why it's happening, that's a problem in two different ways. Number one, then you can't apply the proper tool to deal with the root issue. So if you don't know why something's happening, how could you possibly solve the problem? And then number two, if she doesn't know why it's happening, it's almost impossible for her to feel trust towards him again. Because if she thinks to herself, okay, neither of us know what happened. It's almost like walking through a a minefield. If you don't know how to read the landscape, if you don't know how to read, let's say you walk through a minefield and now there's flags and you can understand what those flags mean. And certain color flags mean danger. Certain color flags mean safety. If you don't know how to read the minefield, you're going to get hurt again. You're going to get this, a bomb's going to go off and it's going to explode everything and shatter the steps that you have taken, all the progress that you have made. It makes it almost impossible for her to move forward with confidence and trust again because she doesn't know which step is going to cause things to blow up again. So in this particular case, when he started to learn that he was using pornography to cope with his sense of low self-worth, Now they both felt a clear understanding about what needed to be done to solve that. So for this particular husband, he was struggling with feelings of inadequacy. He felt like he was a failure at his job. He felt like he was a failure at home. Whenever she got mad, he took it like he was a bad husband. So it revealed the steps forward, which was doing his work around self-esteem, changing these negative beliefs that he had about himself and about what it meant, about what each of these situations meant. So he started to challenge the idea that if he wasn't making the kind of money that he wanted to make, it didn't mean he was a bad person. It didn't mean he was a failure. It was just feedback for what steps he wanted to take to start to earn more income, what skills he wanted to learn to better be able to provide because he wanted to provide more fully for his family. He started to reflect on, okay, you know, how, how can I increase 
the side hustle that he was considering on starting? How can I increase some money from there? He started to, after he challenged the idea that he was a failure, he was able to open up new possibilities to solve the financial challenges that they, that they were having together. When he started to recognize that when there was tension in the relationship, it didn't mean he was a bad husband. He started to separate himself from the situation. It just became feedback for some of the concerns that she was having. It became feedback for how they needed to learn how to communicate differently together and how they you know, learning problem solving skills. It, it became about the situation instead of himself. And when he started to feel confident again and to re-experience his worth as he did this inner processing, then she was able to start to feel confidence that he's not he, he's not in a position. He, the good news was that he wasn't on the cliff constantly and that something would push him back over and he'd go back into the same cycle again using pornography. So when she saw the changes that he was making and understood why it was happening, she felt a level of confidence that she had never felt before with regard to the relationship because he approached the situation so differently. So to summarize this, number two, knowing exactly what happened, why it happened, and then getting the right tools for your particular situation is how you can not only make the changes necessary, but it's how you can build security back into the relationship so that you can move forward together knowing how to read the minefield. Because once you know how to read the minefield, it doesn't feel scary anymore because you know exactly what's going on and you know how to navigate it with ease because you understand the situation differently. The third thing that I want to share with you relates to the first thing that I shared with regard to her bringing up her pain and processing through it in a way that she feels comfortable knowing that he's not going to get tired of it. So let me just maybe add to that briefly. Many women that I work with, once we start to talk about how necessary it is to share, and once the husband understands that as well and says, I want that too, I want her to share, I want her to talk through her pain in a way that we can resolve it. Once they're both on the same page, sometimes a wife, and I use wife as shorthand just to kind of it's, this is the same whether you're married or not. So I'm just using it as to describe a woman in the situation. Sometimes a wife will feel this fear or concern that he's going to get tired of her pain. That because she's in so much pain, she's going to need to have lots of conversations with him. And so step number three, or I, you know, way, way number three, tool number three, is that if a husband can reassure his wife that it's okay that he shares, that she shares with him. It's okay that she has multiple conversations with him. And when she does bring up her pain, the tool here is for her to respond with compassion. That's how you're gonna heal in this process almost faster than anything else. Tool number three that I wanna share with you today is what is the different way? How can you have a conversation in a way that actually creates closure Instead of bringing up the pain, having him get defensive or explain it away logically, which just doesn't work, how can he respond in a different way so that she feels comfort? This new way of having an interaction together involves him expressing compassion, care, reassurance, and the message that her pain really does matter to him. I'll never forget when I learned this. I remember being back in grad school. This was back in 2010. I had a session where the husband was unfaithful to his wife. 
And as I'm sitting there in the session, I was just off the heels. I just had come back from a training on how to work with couples. And I was so excited because I felt like I really had some clarity about how I could help people. Instead of reflect, you know, in school, they teach you the very, very basics like reflective listening or taking turns speaking, which, yes, of course, you know, we don't want to interrupt other people when they're speaking, but that doesn't heal the pain of infidelity. That doesn't heal the pain of betrayal. And so I was so excited to work with this particular couple because I knew she was really, really struggling. So when we had a session, we sat there and as she started to describe the past, she just couldn't help but just weeping. And she was hurting so much just thinking about how this could have happened in their relationship. She had no idea that this was going on and it had been happening for over six months and she was just weeping on the couch in this old little, you know, old little building that where we were, you know, where we were working as grad students. And her husband was so tuned in to her pain. I was really surprised by this because in the the other couples that I was working with at the time, the husband would start to get impatient and he would start to kind of tap his foot and look around the room and in his mind he was thinking, are we going to talk about this again? How many times do we have to go over this? But what I saw with this particular husband was so different. He was looking at her. He had his hand on her lap. And you can tell how much he was feeling for her in the moment. When she was describing all of what she was experiencing, I turned to the husband and I said, what's happening for you as you hear her sharing this pain? And I said, I just feel so bad that I did this. I love her so much and I completely screwed everything up by doing this. And he had done some good work prior to understand why he did it. And it wasn't because he didn't love her. There was some other internal problems that he'd been having for a long, long time that developed early, early on in his life that influenced his behavior. And so if you want to learn a little bit more about this, you can go back to two episodes. I I do a deep dive to better help explain why people do what they do. And this is really, really important because, like I said earlier, if you know why it's happening, you can actually solve it. So when he did, he did some really, really good work. And so when he was listening to her pain, he was totally plugged in. And what I had him do is I I said, can you share with her how you feel about her right now? Can you share with her what's happening for you as you see her struggling with this pain? And he turned to her and said, how you feel matters to me. I just want you to to know that you are not alone in this pain anymore. I care about how you feel. I care about you and our relationship so much. And I recognize that I completely ruined the trust that you had in me. But I'm so committed to making sure not only do I never go back there, but I'm here to work with you in this pain as long as you need me to be. And that phrase, I'm here as long as it takes, and how much and and as he emphasized how much he truly did care about her she started to regain her composure and she started to breathe more deeply and her shoulders dropped with this sense of relief and i checked with her and i said hey how, how are you doing right now? what's happening for you right now when he turns to you and he's so tuned in and reassures you how much you matter and how much he wants to do this differently She said, I just feel such relief and peace right now. 
I feel a sense of relaxation that I haven't felt in a long, long time. And so after having gone to this training and after having witnessed that this is how people, when you respond to pain in this way, when you're, when a woman, it's a man or a woman, when a human being, when their pain has an audience with somebody who cares about that, when our pain is witnessed and then is responded to with compassion, we start to feel centered and secure and seen and understood, which creates relief and healing and connection. And so when they left the office, I remember looking through the glass door. So they they leave the office, walk through the waiting room, and through the waiting room, there's a glass door leading into the building. I saw them through the waiting room, and they, they hugged. He gave her a kiss on the forehead, and I just saw them standing there just in this embrace where he was reassuring her again how much she mattered to him. So that just, that lesson got drilled home to me so powerfully, seeing that when a woman, again, man or woman, it's the same, it's the same process, when a human being shares their pain and somebody's there to care for it and reassure them that what they feel matters and is important and that they're not alone anymore, that's the doorway. After the lid comes off, like I shared in step number one, or the tool number one, the lid needs to come off and she needs to have a space to share. After the lid is off and she's pouring out her pain, when the husband can catch it with reassurance and love and understanding, that's the fastest way that I've ever seen pain heal in this particular situation. It truly is unbelievable how quickly people can shift when their pain is witnessed and responded to with compassion. So as we summarize, if you're in a situation where a, if you're the woman listening to this and you're struggling with an enormous amount of pain and you felt alone and you haven't had a place to share and you don't know what's going on, or if you're a husband and you care so much for your spouse and you've learned what's going on inside of you and you've made changes and you want so much to help her heal, just to summarize, here are the three ways that I've seen work best. Number one, it's to give her space to share. It's letting the lid off. Husband introducing those conversations and bringing up questions such as, how are you feeling today? I know that there's been so much pain because of what you've learned. I just want to know how you're doing today. And sometimes it can be scary to have that conversation because he might not know what to do when she says, I'm really hurting, which dovetails into the third one, which we'll get to here in a second. But the first one is take the lid off the pain so she has a place to share. Number two, it's figuring out why it happened, figuring out why the man went to pornography, what was causing it, so that then you can know what to do about it and then you take the steps necessary to make those changes. And then step number three, or tool number three, this is done in no particular order, it's after she takes the lid off of her pain, he catches it with love, compassion, understanding, instead of trying to logically explain away the pain, or tell her that she's di- that he's different, or say that it's been a long time. All these things that are, are likely well-intended to help pull her out of the pain logically, it just causes a total miss. We just wanna meet her on that emotional level because when you do, there's a sense of healing that happens in our pain that can't happen anywhere else because when we're not alone in our struggles anymore, it forms a bond and, an, and a connection that's so deep 
that when you have multiple conversations, it truly does help to heal things in a way that nothing else can. So my encouragement to you today is as you're thinking about this, to reflect on which one would be most necessary for you now and pick one of those out and start having conversations together around that so you can start to see changes literally this week because you don't have to wait six months or 12 months to start to make progress. It can happen today as you implement one of these tools, start to have conversations together and move forward in a totally different way. 